clear? I can. All right. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I was just wondering if my what computer is, is. I was just wondering if my computer is muted or if it's going to start yelling at us. I think it's muted. Mm, oh well. well. If not, out. I'll run over and press a button. <laughs> Life's good. How have you been? Oh my gosh. 18 more days. It's, it's still 18 days away. It seems like it should be tomorrow. I know. It should well, be... on Tuesday, I was like, okay, 21 days, three weeks, I can do this. Really? And each day that goes by, it yeah. feels like I'm crawling across the finish line. Like, And the finish line is in the Mojave Desert. <laughs> I wish. Surrounded by vultures. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. Other than the election being over, I wish I had something to look forward to. Like, I wish I was flying to the Caribbean the next day or something like that. Maybe Win that or lose, I will be on a beach. Exactly. Oh, I'm <laughs> good. Nice. I just, um, I've had a really busy couple of weeks to the point where my work life is completely overwhelming. Campaign life is overwhelming. You know, just trying to make sure I eat, sleep, and shower is overwhelming. Um, if showering is overwhelming, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> exactly. But are you I, showering in the <laughs> Niagara Falls? No, I'm just saying like making sure that I do basic self-care, you know, oh, oh. Well, that's especially nice. since I have to be on all the time and like, you know, wearing my pajamas out in public is probably not appropriate right now and having freshly I don't think it's hair. appropriate ever. <laughs> well, you and my roommate would agree about that, but I actually... Your roommate, Zach Slattery? Yeah, Zach Slattery. Um, We're not supposed to say Zach Slattery on the show. We've been informed <laughs> that, that, that the word Zach Slattery is not allowed on the show. So anyways, we my roommate always gives me a lot of um, gruff about going out in public with like, you know, pajama pants on or in the winter, like fleece pants and having not showered. As he should, really. No, that's such a gay man thing to say because... Oh, on the no. weekend, if oh, you're just no. going out shopping to Costco no. or something, you don't have to be no. well-dressed. No. You don't have you to be have, showered. You, don't ha- you do. You do. You're going in public. <laughs> you should be showered. You don't have to be, like, well-dressed. And, I'm, you know, I'm one to talk. I always wear shorts <laughs> and a T-shirt. But right. um, you do have to at least not be wearing what you've slept in for eight hours and sweated in while you were having some nightmare. Well, about, you know, I guess that's an in- important point, which <clears> is that um, I don't necessarily wear things I've slept in because I don't really wear anything to sleep in. So TMI. It's, <laughs> it's that we've now I, crossed a line. Thanks. The show's over. But my point is, I'm that calling Zach Slattery. Pajama pants, pajama pants are perfectly acceptable weekend wear mm. on the weekends, especially in the winter, and certainly before I was a candidate, and I didn't have to necessarily do functional things on the weekends. There were Saturdays where I didn't shower, or Sundays. Well, I guess I can I can kind of get behind that every once in a while. <laughs> like, there, there are just some lazy weekends where it just doesn't happen. That's, yeah. that's fine. But you're a candidate now. <laughs> I know. So, as I said, even There's just fitting and showering scrutiny. and making sure I'm clean and coiffed, quaffed, quaffed. however you say that. Quaffed. Quaffed. Um, so it's been a really busy couple of weeks and mm-hmm. there's lots to talk about. How have you been? Uh, busy as well. Football has been amazingly busy. Um, have four games this Saturday wow. to deal with. Uh, yeah, it's, it gets easier towards this time of the year because it's a little bit more of a routine. You can, you kind of know what's going on. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of has their shit together. So <laughs> you think it's going to be okay. Um, Plus, you know, one of the games is a home game at Carroll, so it's a lot easier for me to deal with because I'm like, I'll be at that game. Thanks. Yes. And um, and we have really good teams that we that the schools have in place. Um, I'm just a little bit overwhelmed with how much it is. <laughs> so yeah. And when things go wrong, of course, I really don't understand how are you helping to operate four different 
games at once? Well, because staggered time wise. No, no, no. They're all at the. the, No, actually, um, all four games this weekend start at. No, three of the four games start at one p.m. One starts at two p.m. Mountain Time, um, because one's in Eastern Oregon. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, I I don't have much to do with them once the games have started. I Mm -hmm. have to coordinate all the stuff that they need in advance to make sure that they can get the game up. Mm. The problem is, is that also means that should anything be wrong that morning, I'm who they call. Yes. <laughs> so Saturday mornings, like uh, two weekends ago, Saturday morning, my phone went from 100% at 8 a.m. <laughs> to zero at 11.20 oh. a.m. And I had oh, to plug geez. it in and use a headset <laughs> because I had to stay by a wall outlet in order to <laughs> talk to people because they were having a couple of problems. And, you know, it's it's not anything that can't be solved. Mm-hmm. Um but it is it is kind of odd to me that we, with all the stuff that we do, it, there's so much of it that is just, a lot of it is technical mumbo jumbo. Like it looks like magic and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And even I don't know why sometimes it doesn't. And that makes me a little bit crazy because I'm like, it's a machine. I should be able to tell you why it's working <laughs> and why it's not working. Sometimes it's just the wind. It could be. Sometimes you look at those TriCasters wrong and they're just like, I'm done. Right. And I'm over you it. You have no choice. So Later. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of fun with that. Um, but, you know, basically once the games start and they're up and running, usually they're pretty smooth at that point and I don't have much to do, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get to watch the games. Um, I've gotten to see two games so far this year. <laughs> Mind you, I've been at seven, but I get, mm-hmm. I've get i got to watch two. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, been busy. And then um, landed another client, got a bunch of work that I've got to get done. So I've been um, going through and archiving their old site because, and I don't know, this is a little geeky. I don't know if anybody really cares, but (laughs) geeky. Yeah. But you know, the URLs that you type in to get to something, I mean, Uh unless you're one of those people that just Googles everything, which is fine. That works. Um, but if the URLs aren't structured correctly and aren't using human readable words, they're kind of annoying. And if they do oh, things so like they, they have equal signs, question mark, space, but uh, you know, well, they usually, why do they spaces. have that percent 20 is what they have instead of a space. Um, because people don't build, don't use systems that use human readable URLs. Uh-huh. And um, this website that we're redoing didn't use human readable URLs and they're super, super long strings of meaningless text. Yeah. And it's like, it looks like somebody took a can of alphabet soup and threw it at the screen and that's where we went. Oh no. <laughs> and so I'm having to go through on every single page and every mm-hmm. single link that they have, create a, a directory of links on every page and a directory of links uh, throughout the site. So there's this whole tree of how the site is built, what the links are, and then we're going to restructure all of their URLs to human-readable ones, and I have to build a redirect directory from it so that there's nobody that's clicking on something that they've gotten in a bookmark somewhere and they're going somewhere wrong. Right. You know, so it's just a... Really? That's a lot. Is, is that some lot. local company? Um, it, is a, it is a local company. It's actually a friend of mine that I've known since preschool. Wow. <laughs> So that's fun. It's just, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of tedious work because somebody built a site wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, if you, had do, if you had done this right, <laughs> douche. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so what else so, has yeah. been going on this week? What um, has piqued your interest? Um, actually, uh, would you imagine it's politics? Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Um, yesterday, actually, I had uh, Jesse Laslovich on mm-hmm. in our normal time that we record. Yes. Normally. Sorry. Um, that's okay. It happens. Um, <laughs> Listeners, it's actually Friday. We usually record on Thursday. Right. Um, but Jesse it was available at nine. He's like, let's do the show. I'm like, all right, great. So he came back on Politic Boom and we got Jesse. to see Laslovich, um, who's awesome. A delightful guest, just an awesome guy. And, Absolutely. Um, 
we get to talk about what was going on with the political races and kind of the ups and downs. Did you just talk about state races? And, um, we did. Well, I don't remember. I should go back and listen to it. <laughs> I'll listen to it. I haven't had a chance yet. Um, it, it, but it was nice because we were talking about some specific things that have happened recently that we, you know, that are kind of cruddy. Such as? Uh, such as Rick Hill taking 500000 from the GOP. Mm-hmm. And not only taking it, but taking it, you know, supposedly he did take it within the window, which fine, whatever. But then the Ninth Circuit stayed that motion so that they're in place through the election, you know, which is smart. You know, if you have some, I don't understand why Lovell didn't go, you know what, we'll rule on this after the election. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, you do understand why. Well, I can guess why, but (laughs) I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. because I don't like to call a judge a douchebag. (laughs) But, hmm. Hmm. So, so I'm for, giving him the benefit of the doubt that he just did it because his calendar was full up and that's what he had to do. And fine. And if he's going to make the decision, and I guess I kind of understand the other side of it from his perspective is if it's illegal, you make the decision then as soon as you've made that, that judgment. Yeah. That's fine. But his judgment wasn't that the limits were illegal. It's that they were too low. And since his judgment was effectively going to throw out the limits completely, I think he should have delayed it until after the, the election. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that a smart person who understands logic would do. Mm-hmm. So why he didn't do that concerns me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So this window that you were talking about, just for people who don't understand, was that he issued a ruling early October. There was about seven days where it was kind of... Four. Four? There's only four active days. Okay. So four days where it was, um, you know, kind of open season, so to speak, because the state ended up appealing it and they got a judgment that said that... Well, they got a stay immediately. Exactly. And what what was interesting... So there was this little window where you could accept contributions over limits and unlimited and all that stuff. And many people made the choice not to. Right. And many... That's a level of integrity that we see amongst people that we absolutely should elect. And the people who have decided to keep that money uh, would be Rick Hill and Tim Fox. So Republican candidate for governor, Republican candidate for AG. So other people accepted funds in that period of time, but right. decided to turn them back right. or they decided seen, not to accept any funds. In right. That there's, of time. there's several people that did that. Now, what's interesting is that you have people like Mike Miller. Mm-hmm. He absolutely said no. He's like, no. One, there will be a stay because anybody who right. has you know half a brain knew or that more that knew that that was going to happen. Well, and as a legislative candidate, I didn't accept anything over the limits for that period. Right, I made the same decision. Right, so it'll be interesting to see if other, both state legislative and those higher offices, made those same sorts of decisions. Right, and I can understand why. I can I can also see the other side where you're going. Okay, well, I will take it, but you know, I'm going to hold it in escrow, and then if I have to give it back, I give it back. Not a big deal. That's smart, too. No, you took it and you spent it. But that's what Raquel and Tim Fox did. Pam Busey took it, held it, and gave it back. Mm -hmm. And she's like, nope, can't take it, sorry. You know, and that's what a responsible, ethical person does. Mm -hmm. You know, and these people who are talking about how they they bring better morals and better, better ethics, and then they pull this crap. There's no better morals. There's no better ethics. Nothing, not, mm-hmm. not with any of them, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that Tim Fox is being a coward and won't debate Pam, won't talk to the press, won't be in front of the public. Mm-hmm. He's just riding his coattails on the fact that he was, he's got name recognition from the last race, which he lost, by the way. I don't understand who's telling him that that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And these people that are saying that the polls are great. I finally did some research into who's been polling around here. Guess who they don't call mm-hmm. people with cell phones. Guess who only has cell phones? People under the age of 45 generally who are voting for Pam. <laughs> Right. And so I'm thinking the polls are really skewed. So he's getting bad advice, which is that's crappy. Besides, so all this money that's coming into that AG race, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. So 
Is the Fox campaign doing mailers? I haven't well, seen any so here's what happened. The, there was the $580,000 buy, which was actually right. from a pack. Mm-hmm. And they went through and they had, that buy was just in October. So it was actually three and a half weeks in October. I Have you seen any commercials? No. Yeah, right. And that's the thing that's weird is I don't know if they targeted other cities and mm-hmm. we just didn't see it because right. we're in I Helena. mean, Helena is like. Um, uh, or if I just missed it because I managed to miss that part of TV, which is certainly possible. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen so many other commercials, but I have not. But seen I have any not Tim seen Fox. anything that's a pack that's talking bad about Pam or good about Tim. Me neither. So I'm like, I don't know what they spent the money on. And it if looks like a money doing laundering. mailers. I would have gotten those too because you know right. my roommate Zach Slattery gets mail from both sides all the time. Right. And uh, the other thing, you know, it looks to me like a money laundering scheme. I think maybe the FBI should investigate. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But anyway, so there's that. <laughs> that was quite the accusation. Well, why not? <laughs> At this point, why not? There's so much money flowing in and nobody knows where it's coming from. And that, you know, I don't have a problem with you spending money on the election. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with that because I Except spend money it's on annoying. the election. Yeah. I have a problem with you. And, and this is the one. It, it's really funny. Can you guys all hear Kevin's <sighs> voice is getting very worked up. <laughs> there's, there there isn't actually spit flying yet, but <laughs> it was very. Because my throat was dry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to comment on your face was like, well, no. okay. well look, this, this is, one is of the those... Kevin that I first met and oh, I miss sometimes. Oh, we'll tell that story at some point. <laughs> um, it's, it's not like I'm not like this all the time, but it's one of those times. You are this fired is, up. I this like is it. funny. It, it's one of the times where I and Scalia agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And, and there aren't many of those times. Like I've read most of his rulings. I think he's an incredibly bright guy. I think he has blinders that he doesn't recognize and he's mm-hmm. not very self-aware, which I think is sad. Um, but very interesting character, mm-hmm. certainly. But he had he was talking about um, donations to I believe it was to Nam, uh, the National Organization for Fucking with Your Marriage. Um, <laughs> they uh, wanted to hide their donor list, mm-hmm. and he said, "Democracy is a great thing, but you don't get to do it in the dark." It's, yeah. You, if you want to stand up and say something, you stand up and say. It. And if you can't stand up and say it in front of all of your friends and neighbors because you're worried how they're going to take it, maybe you shouldn't be saying it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the problem that I have with Tim right right now is he can't stand up and say what he's for or against or anything because he's afraid that people are going to hold it against him. Well, if they're going to hold it against you, they shouldn't be voting for you. If you want to be elected by uninformed voters, then there's something wrong. Right. You know what I mean? That's like if you're just if you're writing on some sort of anti-democrat, anti-pam and you're just hoping that people vote for you because you're a Republican and because you have whatever sort of, you know, experience that you have talked about and really not like you said being willing to engage in a process, being willing to debate, being willing to communicate, then I think I think there's something wrong with that. I think there that is. that's There's not a great candidate. <laughs> well, and, you know, and then to turn around and be unethical in the whole, well, they gave me money, I'll just use it. No, 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 no. And this whole, um, you know, like Citizens United is an interesting dis- decision because the basics of it is, is that it says that corporations can form their own packs and they can say whatever they want, which I really can't argue with on a certain level. Mm-hmm. I, I do kind of understand that. But here's the part that I don't like. I don't like that corporations can form a pack and it hides which corporation gave the money to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sorry, if a corporation wants to pay for an ad one way or another about an issue, they should have to put their logo and their name on it. Mm-hmm. And that, because freedom of speech says that this is what you're doing. So right. the political that I think we should have Why do are one of two things yeah. is it either has the name of the group that's supporting, you know, friends of Pam Busey, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and that you can see, you can go and see those donor lists at any time, or 
if it's a corporation, I think all it should have to say is this ad bought, brought to you by Target. Right. So you know if you're going to go shop there again. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is to it. Because this whole hiding behind, well, this is brought to you by Crossroads GPS. Right. Well, what does that mean? Well, who is Crossroads GPS? American Tr- Tradition Partnership. You should have seen the mailer I got in the mail yesterday from oh, them. Did you see it? No. Tell me about oh, it. Oh, God. Why didn't I bring it? So I told you a couple of weeks ago about the survey, and that's a whole other conversation oh, right. as a candidate. But this was just like a thing that they mailed to voters. Mm-hmm. And it came in my... Um, mailbox, and it basically looks like a newspaper, right? So it's mm. like a multi-page newspaper. Oh, is this the one that makes Steve Bullock look like a pedophile? Yes, it is mm. so gross. So the I want headline to, I want in to black, see it. yeah, I, God, why didn't I bring it? But the headline in black, Probably because maybe I have af- it in my car. You're afraid you were going to burst into Anyways, but I have it in my car. And it's like this statistic about this many pedophiles were let off, whatever, and it has a picture of Steve, like a really unfortunate picture, of course, and then three pictures of what you would assume were, you know, male pedophiles. And it is so, the so Pope's in it? inflammatory. It is, it is horrible. It is a horrible piece of mail. And then I didn't even get all the way through reading the however many pages. Maybe I'm in there somewhere too. I mean, who knows what's in there, but that was just over the top. And like you said, it's this thing that nobody really knows what that is, but it, it comes from something. People or individuals or corporations or whatever are giving to this thing that's producing trash you know ugliness well and we wonder why our political system is is screwed up i think that really the the easiest way to fix our political system if we can't change the whole money is for speech money is speech bullshit um which we we could change it with a constitutional amendment but i just don't see us getting our act together enough to do that sorry people i love this country but wow Mm. (laughs) it's not american idol we're not gonna vote on it Mm -hmm. um the easiest way to change it is that it has to, if a corporation is going to put their money into anything, it has to have their name on it. It can't go through a pack. Mm-hmm. They don't get to form a pack or donate to packs. If a corporation wants to spend money on an ad, they get to put their name on it. Transparency. Yep. You know, and, and quite, quite honestly, I don't think packs should be involved. Mm-hmm. I think if you, if you want it, you support a candidate directly or that's it. Or you pay for it yourself all mm-hmm. on your own with your own <laughs> damn money. You know, right. it's your speech. It's free. And there's still plenty of people. I mean, Adelson's got a hundred million dollars that he threw after Gingrich for Pete's sake. <laughs> it's not like he couldn't buy a set of ads. So let's talk about Rick Hill too. So what did he do? Oh, so the GOP wrote him a check for $500,000 during the, on, on October 4th, October Very 5th is when this day was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the ninth circuit and the interesting part about the ninth circuit stay is that this, their stay says it is good through the election. It takes, you know, so it really backdates it. It takes out that Mm -hmm. window. That window doesn't legally exist. At least that's the theory that Bullock's putting forward. And that's the theory that anybody who can read would come to. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's keeping the money and he's keeping the money because he says he's already spent it. Mm -hmm. What the hell did he spend it on? Yeah. You know, and it's commercials, mailers. You know, so I still have this theory nastiness about Steve Bullock. Yeah, well, and I think that's you know I wrote a blog post today about uh, buying and selling Montanas, and mm-hmm. I just don't think that it's going to fly. I think that there are enough people that are riled up by this carpetbagging money that's been thrown into the races that's coming. People in. are not happy about it. No, and and I think it's going to backfire for them. I was talking to Jesse about this yesterday, and I think in the you know twelve hours since I talked to him, or twenty four mm-hmm. hours since I talked to him, that it the sentiment has gotten worse that more Montanans are upset with it because just looking at Facebook and I'm, I'm looking at my friends, but my friends are on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. None of them are impressed. None. Mm-hmm. 
And, you and know, many of the newspapers you were saying did an article about this today. Yeah, the Missoulians got one, Billings Gazette's got one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's, well, it's that helped, getting out That there. helps to j- educate the general public, people that don't pay attention to <laughs> politics at the same level that that sort of thing happened, which right. is good. You know, and, and it puts them in the position of they have to defend their actions, and they should have to defend their actions because their actions were snaky and wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see how those topics show up in the debates coming up because the governor's candidates still have several debates. They do. The AG, yeah. <laughs> the AGs don't have a debate. Right. Well, that's because somebody Fox won't is debate. A coward. So, um, I love but... how you're all nice because somebody won't debate. No, he's being a coward. <laughs> he's absolutely being a coward. And the funny thing is, like, I know Tim. Mm-hmm. I've worked with him. I think he's a relatively nice guy. I mean, I disagree with him about the equality issue. He goes to a church that's far too conservative. Mm hmm. You know, and his idea is, well, this is what the Bible says. Um, yeah, I, that's not what the Bible says. And if you'd actually read it, you'd right. know. Because, um, oh, that's right. Where did uh, Adam and Eve's grandkids come from? Mm-hmm. That's right. Eve slept with her son. <laughs> just FYI, the one that killed her, his brother. Nah, just throwing <laughs> that out there. In case you were wondering how traditional marriage started in Genesis. Um, for those of you who haven't read the Bible because you're Catholic, that's fine. <laughs> but now you know. Uh, oh, I'm going to piss everyone off today, aren't I? <laughs> Had a burrito just, for lunch, people. I'm just here for the ride. I'm just here for, for the ride. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I have no idea what I was going to talk about. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, we are 18 short days away. 18 days. So really 17 days and some odd hours. Yeah. Delightful. Holy moly. Yeah, I still have to make it over to vote. I went over to do it last Friday. And it was last Friday? I think it was last Friday. And I got the right as it closed. Oh, I voted last Friday. How'd it go? It was, it was good. I, uh, I think I told you the Thursday before that I was, I I had decided that I wasn't going to wait to go to the polls on election day, that I wanted to do it kind of on my own time. So Zach Slattery and my partner, Jen, we went to Your roommate, Zach Slattery? Yeah, exactly. We went to the, um elections department and they actually let me kind of go in this back room and I filled it out and Jen took some pictures of me while I was doing it. Of course, not of my ballot. You know, we don't need to, even though that isn't illegal, I just, it was more about like, it's my vote. Right. I don't get to see it. That's part of the point. It's exactly. But I did, um, I did, you know, want to document the occasion because obviously as someone who's worked really hard over the last year, that was kind of momentous being able to, Mark my name on the ballot. Um, I would hope you voted for yourself. (laughs) I'm on the second page. So I did the whole first page and then I'm on the top corner of the second page. So I'm just Mm. hoping that all those voters turn over their ballots. I think they will because there's actually, aren't there three pages for some of them? Yes. But the thing is that the first page is all the major races. Second page is like mine and maybe a couple of the local races like county or something like that and then there's all those initiatives oh, about the county? <laughs> right so there's so many initiatives so you know i'm just hoping it's like it reminds me of you know being because my name has always been at the end of the alphabet like in class and stuff kelson young you know so um sometimes i would get left off of things or like i don't know i don't remember if i told you this but in my high school yearbook like my senior year my picture is on the last page and there's all these other photos and so it just gets kind of lost <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like little what things like that jokes. where it's like, okay, everybody, just make sure you see that top corner and mark it one way or the other. Yeah, but so it those was of you really... in, is the house district 82? 80. 80. 80. Who's 82? Jenny and Sam. Ah, that's right. So anyways, it was, it was wonderful. <clears throat> it was, uh, it was, I actually 
cried a little bit afterwards. What? You don't even have tear ducts. I know. What did you but do? Get out the visor and just poured it. I did, partly because um, <laughs> Zach was making a little bit of fun of me and I was a little Your roommate Zach Slattery? Yeah. <laughs> but also because I was just like, oh my gosh, this thing just happened. For me, it felt like, uh, you know, obviously the actual election day will be this momentous occasion mm-hmm. in its own, but like this process of actually going through everything I've been through, having the opportunity to vote for myself and be on the same ballot with all of these people that I have so much respect for, you know, and I, I did this thing, you know, um, my grandma who I looked up to and was basically, you know, my heart, uh, she died in March Mm. and, it was so important to her that I do this thing. Right. I mean, it's important to all my family and my grandparents and stuff, but she's the one um, grandparent who I've lost at this point. And she died in March and she was so excited for me and so wanted to see this thing through. And so 36 and you still have all your grandparents. I know. Right. Wow. Yeah. And I was really blessed to have that for so long. And both of them have been married for like 60 years. So they're, you know, husbands, wives, whatever. Um, And I lost her in March. She died very suddenly from a stroke and, You know, she was so she was a huge Obama supporter. Like she lives in Nebraska in a very, very conservative area. And she was a huge supporter of President Obama. And um, like the fact that I would be on the same ballot with him and just like, you know, do this thing that was so beyond kind of how she um, saw herself in the world. Right. So she's proud of her granddaughter who did this thing that she would have never done. She never worked. You know, she was um, an amazing wife and mother but so it was just one of those things where it was like not everybody around me knew that that's what I was thinking of but as I'm doing it that's what I'm thinking of you know Uh, and that sounds corny but it's true it's just like well we'll let you have your corn (laughs) it was it was momentous so I did that last Friday last week was absolutely insane you know we had the fundraiser we had all sorts of um, other sorts of volunteer activities I did two tv interviews this weekend I'm pretty sure that people are probably sick of my face. So my build go- billboard goes up Monday, Wednesday, the articles in the newspaper Thursday. I did two TV interviews, which I think aired like Friday and then Monday on uh, Friday. I did the interview with the Helena vigilante, which just went up today. Right. And then Ooh, yesterday I was on that. the news for a work thing. So it's just like, I've been all over the place lately. I was in a work meeting the other day, met people who I had never met before. And they're like, Oh, I've seen your face around a lot lately, you know? So that's good. I mean, did all you, the, all these things are working. Yeah, exactly. I was like, did you see my billboard? Um, <laughs> but it's interesting. Cause like I've been running for a year now, but the general populace is tuning in now. Well, yeah. Right. So they're tuning in cause there's news articles. And there's, there's only two stories. weeks left. They can suffer for two weeks. Exactly. So all of a sudden I'm recognizable. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So let's talk about the Helena Vigilante. Thing. Yes. Okay. So you sent me the link this morning. And then I pulled up the web page and I was like, and you're like, I, whoa, I looked at the scroll bar on the side and I was like, well, <laughs> I have an appointment at 11 and I think I might get through this before one. Yeah. That was show. the thing this morning. I woke up and I checked it cause I knew that Shane was going to be posting it sometime in the next two days. And then I spent like the next hour reading my responses and Liz's responses. And then, you know, okay, I was let, like, oh, well, let's go oh, through. Darn. It's 10 o'clock. I should get in the shower. <laughs> let's go through your responses. Yes. First. How do you so think it is? let's explain uh, what it oh, yeah. is. So the Helena Vigil- if you go to HelenaVigilante.com, uh, it's a local web newspaper. Um, a couple years they ago... They also have a print version, but... Oh, do they? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, we used to have the Queen City News, and they shut down. 
And it looks like this is trying to take its place and they're doing it in a new and more interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, we should definitely have him on the show yes. to talk about it. I um, told him that you guys should definitely meet partly because you both are doing the same sort of concept in different um, media spheres. So the way he described the reason he's doing these interviews and all that stuff is the same thing that you've talked about with politic tick boom. So I thought it was really interesting because you guys hadn't met. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. See, great minds. <laughs> you don't even have to meet and you think, like, right. um, so it's an interesting newspaper. I, I clicked through a couple other articles just to see what was there. Um, tried to read another political thing and it was the one between, um, Fassbender and Hunthausen and realized I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's done several. Like, oh, and they're really long. You they sit are. down with Shane, and he records what you're saying, and he asks you a series of questions, and he types as you go. But basically, your entire interview is transcribed. Right. So and then I have an extra internet. audio recorder. I just want to give him one and be like, <laughs> right. just podcast it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, that's what you're doing. What he's doing is this other thing. So right. going into the interview, I was a little bit nervous because I was thinking, well, I mean, I'm usually pretty confident about like what I say is what I say, and I can live with that. But Hence this show. Right. When you are actually going to be transcribed word for word. It's, it's a little intimidating because you, I mean, we all say things, either we have idiosyncrasies where we say the same thing over and over again, or, um, I didn't really notice that in yours. I did. I did notice the words, you know, a lot. Did I? Or I said, so all the time, apparently. Yeah, so we both do, you know, and, 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 and it's and, more like in conversation, those are just like, you know, words that connect one sense to another, but in right. black and white, like if I looked at my interview, everything I said, so now we're evaluating me. Everything uh-huh. I said is absolutely what I meant. Right. But, um, it came across very much as, you. yeah. And I didn't, I didn't read it, reread it thinking, Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. There was a couple times where I was like, Oh yep, I said that. <laughs> um, but had I written it, like you, you write, you type, you, you know, articulate yourself in writing in a different way sometimes than you do verbally. I think you do. I think most people do. (laughs) I don't. Like, if you read my blog, it sounds exactly like me. And I've got so... Like, every third paragraph starts with so. So, I'm sorry. That's just... It's how I talk. It's how I think. It's how I write. And... At least you know it was me that wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> so. so that was the only. So that was the only thing um, right. that I had to get used to was just seeing my kind of words be articulated in black and white, as opposed to when I write something, it's much more polished. Um, but I was I was proud of everything I said. I, yeah, I thought I, that, I don't think you're an unpolished speaker, so I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't worry too much about that. What was interesting the 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 disparity between you and Liz was interesting. Marked. Um, uh, very much so. Yours were very, you had pointed answers. You knew what you were talking about. If you didn't know what you were talking about, and I think there was only one question where you were kind of like, hmm, not really my area, but yeah, here's what I Yeah, in terms of resource development, this is what I know. Right. This but, is where I'm at. You but, know? You, but you stated that, and you said, you know, these are the things that I have to get educated on. That's, that's great. When you look at Liz's uh, interview, you find, well, I just really haven't thought about that. She said that, I think, four times. On major subjects. Right. And it's like, and, and the other one, the one that just absolutely makes me love it. And people at home, if you could see me, I'm about to spittle. Spittle will exist. Spittle will exist. <laughs> Spittle's but, coming. Uh, Liz states in there that she doesn't believe that gays and lesbians should be equal. and Adopt. They shouldn't be able to adopt. They shouldn't be able to marry. And, but you know, she has no problem with him. She doesn't agree with their lifestyle and she has plenty of friends that are gay and lesbian. And any of you people that are her friend that are gay and lesbian, I want to find you and have a little conversation with you because either she's mistaken or you're an idiot. (laughs) And that's all there is to it. 
Because if you aren't if you aren't standing up and speaking out against these bigoted idiots that are out there that are destroying lives, that are ruining people, that are telling teenagers that if you're gay, you're worse, you're bad, you're horrible, and you should kill yourself, and that's exactly what those kids are doing. If you are not standing up and stopping that, you're the problem. So any of Liz's friends who are who, gay who are gay, if you're not doing those things, you're the problem too. So get your act together. Done. <laughs> you almost slipped into your character voice. <laughs> oh, into Trekkie? Mm. There was a there was a oh, close call mm. with Trekkie voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with you. And I think, you know, obviously we all go through like a personal evolution of, you know, becoming gay, coming out, having people in our lives who don't support us and love us for who we are and, and tolerating them. Right. So they are all about tolerating us. But really, I think we end up tolerating them. Yeah. Well, I tolerate those. But what really bothers in me in my life, too. Yeah. But I call them on it. Yeah. And I think it's funny that they still consider me a friend because they do. And they know that if something were going wrong in their life and they called me, I'd go help them because I'm a decent human being. Mm -hmm. And in most situations, I think they would help me. But they still haven't got it quite together on the whole. I am equal. I deserve the same rights that you have. And. You know, I call them on it. Have you noticed that Republican women who are anti-gay always have a gay or lesbian friend? Like, I think back, Liz's answer re reminded me of when Sarah Palin was asked about Yeah, but nobody can find rights. Sarah's friend. <laughs> I know, but this is my point, is that Republican women aren't, they're reluctant to go to the point of gay people are bad. Um, they, they just don't appreciate the lifestyle. They don't think they should have rights. They shouldn't get married. They shouldn't have kids. There shouldn't be hate crimes, whatever. But, you know, but I don't have anything against them. In fact, I have gay people who are friends. Sometimes I, I hear Republican men say that, but most of the time they're so distancing themselves from gay people that they're like, no, that's horrible. That's bad. I don't have any friends. You better believe I don't have any friends. Right. So I think it's interesting that if you look back at all these Republican women who are being asked about this stuff, it's this weird sort of, oh, no, I have friends. And you're and you're right. When Sarah Palin said that, people were like, OK, let's find that friend. Let's ask them. And she's right. from Alaska. And I have a bunch of friends up in Alaska. And I was like, if she knows a lesbian, would you find her? Because all the lesbians in Alaska know each other. Right. right. Kind of like they, in Montana. They have a phone dream. <laughs> so we're like, find out who's who's Sarah Who Palin's is. friend. Right. You know, exactly. and, and what or was it just her hairstylist? Because you notice the week after exactly. she said that her hair looked fucked up. <laughs> Downhill. So we'll see what happens. So I don't think it was her friend anymore. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was really disappointed. I mean, again, I, I, you know, I have 18 more days to be running a race against Liz, but I, I was very disappointed with some of her answers. And I think partly because, um, as somebody who was intimately involved in the session last time, I don't think some of her answers answers reflected her votes. So right. she wanted to, um, portray, uh, oh, she was distancing herself from the things that she did. Yeah. So for instance, um, she voted, uh, for all of the anti-choice bills, but in today's article talked about how she is pro-life except for the cases of rape, incest, or life of the mother, which isn't indicative of her vote. So she voted for the constitutional amendment. She voted for these things that don't take into consideration those issues. Right. And yet, which are so I, I just felt like, you know, and then on the five sixteen stuff when drilled about that, the answers given don't reflect 
what we actually heard firsthand from her and other committee members about why they didn't vote for the bill or why they did or whatever. So, well, and the other thing, she was, was talking just about hard something for me that to was read. coming from an attorney. And I want to I know if she was talking about actually Chris Hansen, because mm-hmm. I've seen Chris's questions on several other laws, specifically... Uh, <laughs> well, no, I won't get into specifics. I can get somebody in trouble. But I've seen her questions on other laws that are very, very simple mm-hmm. and very easily understood because they're written in pretty plain English and only have 22 words in them. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't get those. So I don't know that she's a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so anyways, I was disappointed that, I mean, it was hard because uh, as somebody running against her, you know, um, I was really appreciative of the fact that Shane asked very direct questions, that he asked follow-up questions, that he tried to get to answers. I think there was a few places where um, Shane could have pushed a little bit more. Right. Uh, But I do think that it... So just across the board, if I was reading it and didn't have all the context I had, I hope as a voter people pay attention to that sort of either lack of experience or lack of kind of a... Defined position, right? Focus. (laughs) Her statement of, well, I don't have my notes with me. You're going to an interview about your race, about what you've done, and you're the incumbent. And you don't have your shit together enough to go and answer questions? That's what you're there for. You know, what is she? My question is, okay, you get on the floor of the Senate or you get on the floor of the House and somebody asks you a question. If you don't have your notes there, what do you do? Mm -hmm. You better be able to think on your feet. You better be able to come up with a reasonable answer because you don't get you don't get to run home to get your notes. Mm -hmm. That's not the way the process works. Many of the questions are like death penalty. I mean, in the conversation, I am against the death penalty. I, I feel like, yes, it is a difficult issue. Oh, she had a great I opposed the death penalty. But the point is that she opposed um, getting rid of the death penalty. But in the interviews today, you know, I'm torn. So yes, people evolve in their positions and I get that. And I, I would hope that many of the things that she pointed out, she actually does evolve to a more progressive, um, position if she's elected again. I would hope so. But I just feel like, but you know, it's one thing a- to vote a certain way when you're in office and then another thing to talk about those issues when you're running for office because you have to kind of water your positions down so that it's more appealing. And I just feel like hopefully people will actually look at what she said, check her record and make decisions accordingly. I would hope so, too. Well, well and basically, here's your answer. Vote Kelson. <laughs> it's simple. It's easy. Um, and, you know, it's the right thing to do. That's all there is to it. Um, so yeah, I am kind of gotten. I've I've now crossed a threshold. I think in in my um, uh, willing to put up with political brouhaha. Ha ha ha! Exactly. So. So what I'm, else is annoying you? <sighs> oh, by the way, I was going to tell you breaking news: Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel got married. I get I get like fifteen emails a day about all kinds of political things, but right before we started this I didn't podcast, even know they were dating. Right before we started this podcast, I got an email about that and I was like, Oh, this is what's important. <laughs> Justin Timberlake is married. <sighs> Darn it, ladies. Today's spirit day and you're not wearing purple. <laughs> I know, and I had no idea it was. And you know what's ironic? This is, is that... what happens when you run a campaign that you forget all of the little crappy holidays well, that we've, that And we've October made is actually domestic violence awareness month and our color is purple. So at first this morning when so I So you heard... should be wearing purple. Exactly. Well, when I first saw Jamie Greer posted about purple, I was like, oh, he's being Domestic Violence Awareness Month. No, it turns out it wasn't about that at all. It's about some other thing. 
So I didn't even I didn't even know what I should be wearing today, Kevin. I literally told you I get up in the morning. It's enough to get myself in the shower, <laughs> let alone think about what I'm going to wear. And all this week I had to be dressed up because I was on TV or this or that. So uh, okay, so how did your TV? I missed the turf. I missed the purple. What is the purple about today? Uh, it's Spirit Day. It's to support gay and lesbian youth in school. Oh well, I totally do. I know. Even though I have red on. Well, I'm seeing red, so I guess it works. <laughs> I'm wearing purple, but I'm seeing uh, red. So the TV interviews. So the other things that people could check out. Um, Are they online? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll get links. You know what? I will actually get links and post them in the show notes today. So KXLH, which is the CBS station, did mm-hmm. basically four Evan and a half. Weiborg? Yeah. Good little. Basically Evan. did four and a half minute interviews of both of us. Mm, nice. And they're on YouTube. And one of the things that I thought was really funny about mine is I basically, they put me in this room, they put me in this chair, he mic'd me up, and then he like dived in. He literally, first question was like, what's your type priority issue? And I'm sitting there and I go, do you want me to like start with my name or, you know? Well, the funny part is he put that in the YouTube video. So if you watch my video, the first <laughs> 15 seconds are me being a smart ass, right? So I was like, Yay. oh. Okay, Gen X, this is, what, this is how you get elected. <laughs> exactly. So then I go in and I say my points and like we're having this whole dialogue and it's a pretty compelling four and a half minutes, I have to say. And then they also have uh, four and a half minutes of interviewing Liz. And so you can watch both of those on YouTube. And then on Bear Watch them at the same time, and then you'll go deaf. <laughs> yeah. And then on Beartooth NBC, they also did these, like, kind of three-minute things where it was kind of interesting, though, because they, like, had a snippet of our interview, and then they'd put the words up on the screen, what the question was. Why should people vote for you? And then another few snippets. So um, that interview is available online as well. So there's maybe three minutes of interview with me and three with her. So we've been all over the media lately because our newspaper article ran last week. And the funny thing was that this week, um, you know, as a as a person running for office, there's not that many times where you have to interact with your opponent like directly. Although there should be more. There should be. But there's not. So you ran it. You run into each other randomly on the streets or you run into each other at events. But on what day was it? Someday this week. A bunch of us who are either running for office or who are sitting legislators were invited to a luncheon with chiropractors. Oh, nice. And it was at Jorgensen's, and there was, like, one of those rooms in the back. And it was all these candidates, so maybe four or five Republican legislators are candidates. Steve Gibson, Mike Miller, Liz, Mark Perea. Um, Who else was there? I think that was it. And then there was a bunch of Democrats, Christine and Galen and Jenny and myself. And we were all in this little tight room with like seven chiropractors, which I thought was funny because Liz and I haven't seen each other up close for a while. Yeah, not since the primary. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And Mark and Christine are running a tough race against each other. And they're like, you know, inches away from each other. So it was just really. And then you see Mike Miller over there just being like, what? I'm I'm cool. I'm here by myself. You know, he he doesn't doesn't have have anybody to worry about. Well, Well, you heard about his race right well it's it's still not clear to me what's happening okay there, but so the guy that it was the democrat that was running against him first mm-hmm. off didn't live inside the district which because his district crosses county lines you actually have to live inside of it you have to yeah or so, you have to live by a certain date yeah yeah well in exactly he missed and, that date. and then he moved out of state <laughs> yeah. and he's still gonna be on the ballot yeah well congratulations mike Exactly. So he's. It doesn't matter how many people vote for him because he's an invalid candidate. So all the votes he gets zeroed out, and so it doesn't make any difference. Mike is oh, wow. back, which is great. I actually like Mike. I think he's a good guy. He's he, a reasonable Republican, and he he. 
has his libertarian bent, which I think is actually fun to have. And he's smart enough to know when to, uh, you know, push, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cooperation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and smart enough to know when it's not going to happen. And, you know, and he, and he also isn't thing. socially crazy. Like he voted for, um, five fourteen last session and he voted, I think against 516. I don't remember, but uh, no, he actually voted for, we had this discussion. He did vote for 516 because he thinks that it should have been taken care of on the state. Right. You know, and then and he, he voted, like, but then he, he, voted he matched his word, which right. is that he actually voted right. to change it at the state level. Right. Part of what was confusing about Liz's interview was that she was like, well, this needs to be fixed at the state level, but she voted against the fix at the state level. So, and many, many, many of them did. Right. Uh, well, enough of them did that it didn't get fixed at the state level. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go with where that's at. Uh, so yeah. how so, about the uh, race in Jefferson County? So there's a Democrat, a Republican, but then the Republican, Alan Hill, who used to be in the seat. I've heard that he is um, kind of launching a write-in campaign, but he missed the deadline for getting his, like, so that your write-in stuff would count. So you can be a write-in candidate, but you still have to file certain paperwork by a certain uh, date. Remember Bowen was talking to you about that? I actually listened to that. Yeah, but I don't understand how that works because the Supreme Court has ruled that a vote must be counted regardless. That's why I always see how many people voted for Mickey Mouse. It, it counts Yeah, I don't regardless. know. What I've been told so is if, that you have to have this certain paperwork for it to count. I think, it, I think the per- paperwork for a write-in is um, if you want to be a write-in on a primary, I don't think it's a write in because you always have a space to write someone's name in and doesn't, and right, if there's it, enough, they count. Well, we'll have to look it up because somebody had told me that I don't think Ellen Hale's is going to get enough. I yeah. But I think it's, it could potentially pull from the Republican who is running true. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yep. Cause it's a very Republican district. Um, Scott Mendenhall carried that district for many terms. So if somehow the Democrat gets elected, it will be interesting. <laughs> Because, you know, politics out there is small. I think Mendenhall beat Sheila Hogan a couple times by, like, five votes or something. So Right. It's not like I'm kind of surprised that Sheila things didn't one or the other. She ran a great campaign last time, and she was really close. Yeah, but losing twice is not fun. No, I don't think losing once is fun. But I still think, you know, people like Sheila should be running. Sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, what else besides politics has gone on in your life? There is such a thing? Yes. Well, like I said, politics is a full-time energy right now. Um, still, yeah, mm-hmm. still doing doors, but the wind has been horrendous this week, so I've spent a lot of time on the phones. Last night I posted on Facebook, I had this really funny thing happen where I was calling people. I'm calling absentee voters, mm-hmm. and I literally, this woman, she was older woman, couldn't really hear me at first, but then we started talking, and it turned out that she was, she literally like had her ballot in front of her and was going through. And so at first I was like, do you want, like, we can hang up. Like, I don't want to be directly influencing you as you fill out your ballot. That felt a little weird. Like I'm standing over her back at the. Ma'am, you're going to turn that page over and in the upper left hand corner, you're going to find my name. Right. And so she's like, no, no, that's okay. Like, you know, we'll, we can chat a bit. And so we talked for a bit and I told her like what I believed. And she was passionate about there not being a sales tax and some other issues. And Anyways, it was um, interesting because by the end of the call, she's like, well, I'm marking your ballot, your name and congratulations and whatever. So it was just timing's everything. Timing is everything. Yeah. So anyways, lots of campaign stuff. I'm looking forward to it being over. Um, 
this week, because it's October Domestic Violence Awareness Month, there was a series of other events. I spoke at this forum at the library Couldn't you pick yesterday. a different month than October? I know. Because it's also Breast Cancer Month. There's just a lot going on with women's bodies this month. Yeah. Bruises, breast exactly. cancer. Well, and there's been a long fight between the two movements because we have purple ribbons and they have pink ribbons. And it's, you know, how many ribbons are you going to wear on your I shirt? I don't know, but the gays the had the red ribbon first for AIDS. <laughs> now back the right. heck up. So, um, anyways, I've just been very busy, but I, uh, I try to maintain some level of a social life. And, you know, the problem is that even that is like infected with politics, right? So like <laughs> what there is to do for fun. Oh, let's watch the presidential debate or Oof, I, that's not which fun. by the way, I thought did uh, you watch it? Obama did way better this time. I was really, um, I was very anxious watching it because, um, although I was very happy that President Obama did a better job and was more engaged and kind of came out with um, a fighting stance, some of the things that Mitt Romney said were so concerning to me that I was just kind of like, it occurred to me that it's possible that Mitt Romney might win. Well, of course it's and possible. And if it's possible, possible, if it's possible, so let's say worst case scenario, Mitt Romney wins and Rick Hill becomes our governor. And I don't win. I and I'm, I'm considering whether or not I need to like open a bank or something <laughs> because so Mitt Romney has made it very clear that domestic programs that don't fit within his, you know, context of what he thinks is necessary will be cut. And basically my organization that I run exists because the federal government invests in addressing domestic and sexual violence. So we get money from Department of Justice and Health and Human Services to provide the work that we do. And that is currently being reauthorized right now. It's being debated. For the first time, Republicans are voting against funding for victim services. And if they come in with a new agenda and want to eliminate, you know, funding for programs, then it's a whole shift. Now, do I think that that's likely? It's hopefully not likely. It's not like during the eight years of President Bush, we didn't have domestic violence programming. But I do think that if Romney and Ryan are serious about the sort of federal budget cuts that they've talked about, then we're going to be on the chopping block as well. And so many other important federally funded programs. And so if we have that on the federal level, and then we have a state context, which is that we're going to, you know, really divest in the things that matter to people like I, I am, then what are we, what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, you know? it's, it's, what are we going to do? You know, the whole being bought and sold by corporations is, you know, that's just it. It's coming down to that. And mm -hmm. people are either going to get it this election or they're certainly going to get it by next election because that's exactly what's going to happen. In and, but if that sort of thing happens, it. we're in survival mode for the next four years, trying to just figure out how to maintain because we're, I mean, at least within our membership, we're already seeing programs closed. They don't have enough money. They're getting cuts. And so programs are closing. And I think to a certain extent in our communities, we assume that there'll be services available. You know, if you are in need of help, you assume there'll be some basic services available. And that's in lots of different contexts, you know, child protection or whatever. Right. And I, I just don't think we can make those assumptions all the time. No, we can't. And we have a ton of, of areas, you know, and of, it kind of cracks me up because, well, cracks me up, probably not the right word. Makes me crazy. <laughs> Um, these people who are like, well, they should, you know, charities should be able to do that. And it's like, well, guess what? Charities aren't. 
Therefore, mm-hmm. we should, you know, and we do have to pay for those things. I believe it was Jesus who said, he who doesn't help the least amongst you is not helping me or something along those lines. Well, and it's like I said in the Helena Vigilante <laughs> interview, it's about you're either going to invest on one end or the other. Like you're right. going to invest. So are we, if we're not going to invest in Prevention programs that prevent and serve people in immediate danger, then are you, are you going to not make it a law anymore? Like, is it going to be legal to be abusive or um, sexually assault someone because if you don't work to prevent it or intervene in it, then you're going to spend all the ends, all the money on the criminal justice side. You know what I right. mean? Like Which on any situation, expensive. exactly. It's, it's the whole. It's all the people that are, are uh, complaining about Obamacare, right. or as I like to call it, the Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. because. You know, because one, they haven't read it, or two, they don't understand what it does. And there are some parts of it that I think are a little bit odd. Mm, the taxation parts of it are weird. Mm-hmm. But the, the. And most of those things that are odd, whether it's the employer mandate or the tax credits or whatever, like those are things that were compromises with Republicans, by right. the way. Right. You know, and, and they can still be worked out, they can be fixed. Yeah. But the whole, well, we need to repeal it. Why? What part of it don't you like? And and I ask specifically of several people, including my parents, what part of it don't you like? Well, my dad's big thing is that Obama is going to tax his health care plan because now it's considered a Cadillac plan or some oh, bullshit like that. I'm like, that's not true. I looked. Right. I read. It's not there. But see, this is where we've come, where people just believe what... Right. They, they, he just wants something to be angry about. Yeah. And it's like, well, why don't you pick something to be angry about that's worthwhile? Be angry that your son, who is gay, is considered not equal. Right. Be angry about that. Write letters about that. That's mm-hmm. useful. That's helpful. What do you say? Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Happiness and joy. This has been a very So what's it going to be like when I have my life back? I don't know, because I think you're only going to have your life back for a month and a half, and then session starts. <laughs> so I figure at that point, we'll have at least six shows in a row. <laughs> Actually, my... Um, so the very next week um, after the election, which is like the 12th through the 14th, mm-hmm. 15th, 16th, I'm in Seattle for like a whole week, which we'll plan oh, around. Um, I have to be there for work for like four of the days and then I'm um, staying an extra five days to just relax. She leaned into the mic for that one. <laughs> well, relax will be big. Um, so a good plan. Yeah. So I'm going to be gone for about seven days, but um, right now. And that's now, over November 10th? Is yeah, I don't right? remember. It's the it's so the elections on the seventh, and then I'll leave the Monday afterwards. Oh, okay. So the twelfth. Yeah, so I'm gone then... for a week. Okay. So, um, but the point is that I scheduled that a long time ago. Right. If I win, I'm in trouble because they're having caucuses, and like all of the big to do about setting up the legislature on the 14th of November, the very next week. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. So. So I won't be here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Leave him a note. Tell him to. Right. You know, you, they can video, I'm going to miss it. And I already video told, conference you in. It's I already told Susan, I was like, these are the committees I want to be on, blah, blah, blah. So I'll do it. But it's just like, you know, you're Susan. right. Susan Fox. She's the head of the legislative services. Ah. So, yes, technically, if I win, then my life Wait, doesn't is really slow to down. Tim Fox? No, I don't think so. You'll have to ask her, but I don't mm. think so. Interesting. So, um, yeah, I mean, they hit the ground running because by late December, I mean, by early December, you have committees set up, you have committee orientations, all that sort of stuff. You don't even get sworn in until January 2nd. 7th. 7th? I knew it couldn't be. Yeah, but they have to do all of the, like, basically, like, right now, everything's a clean slate. Like, who's going to be on committees? What it's going to look like? 
what the rules are going to be. That all has to be decided. Leadership has to be elected. That's the big thing that I would miss on the 14th is that that's when you um, start talking in caucuses about who's going to be leadership. Well, they, no, should, be able to, they should be able to conference you in until... because everything's going to be happening over the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got conference phones in every freaking room. Yeah. Just conference. Well, them. and all of it's presumptuous because I have to win to be included, but well, of course you've, you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was contacting legislative services the other day. I'm like, I'm just planning ahead, but what will my income be so I can make sure I can pay my bills? You know? So they explain this Which very is what, convoluted. <laughs> well, you get, $10 an hour ish. Um, ish. And then you get this like per diem thing, which ends up being about a hundred dollars a day. So I don't know. $10 an hour. And they, they're assuming only 40 hours mm-hmm. oh, because there's no way you're only working 40 hours. Right. So, so you're basically getting 900 bucks a week. Something like that, which is, Oh no, because they, they consider Saturday a work day. They only give you Sunday off during the session. Right. But I don't know if you get paid extra for that day or not. I think you do. And you might get the stipend for seven days. Anyways, it's not that much. It'll be less than I currently make. And I just, in the event that I'm win and I'm serving, I have to plan ahead. And like any other American, I have to make sure I can pay my rent and all that kind of stuff. So pay for groceries. Exactly. Pay for booze. Pay for booze. (laughs) There will be a lot of booze. So I just feel like. uh, So do you remember right before the last session when Schweitzer made the comment that, you know, once the session starts, the liquor really flows in this town. Yeah, people are really upset about that. I don't understand why people got upset in that town because I would like to point out it's not necessarily the legislators that drink that much. It's people that live in this town that have to deal with the legislators. (laughs) And the lobbyists and everybody else that comes to town. (sighs) But it's true. I mean, the Helena economy is really benefited by the legislative session being in town. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Yeah, but it, we are and we aren't. There's many things. There's many bad parts about them coming to town. I'm not saying there's not bad parts, especially from someone like your perspective. But it it's an economic boost. Uh, it is, but it's an economic boost that's it's not useful particularly. I mean, it does a little bit of good every other year, right? In but- the, in the winter. And then, but the, the impact that it has on the city as far as like usage and destruction of property, like every year we have to replace the streets around the Capitol because mm-hmm. they get destroyed in the winter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so and that's because I'm the out city. there pounding my foot into the ground saying, right. darn it. Yeah. And that's the city. That's not, you know, the state <laughs> that does that. Right. So it's, you know. Eh. So are you going to run for city commission? Uh, I, well, I live in East Helena, so I don't know that it would do any uh. good. But, oh, it depends. If I moved to Helena, I might. Because we didn't really talk about this last time, but the city, because this happened on Wednesday, and we did our show on Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. But it was still kind of breaking news about the city commission kind of stepping to the right about uh, passing oh, the, the ordinance. ordinance. Oh. So we didn't really talk about it, but basically they kind of sidestepped having to pass the well, ordinance or move it forward because they Because they saying, got something weird from the Human Rights, Human Rights Board. Right. But the point is that they're not really taking action yet and so there will be no, some and i have a problem i have a problem with two people on the board specifically jim smith and matt alsasser and matt specifically because he lied to a group of us there's a whole group of fags <laughs> of which i am one um and we were out having a beer at the blackfoot mm-hmm. and he was there and we decided to talk to him about that particular thing right. and all of us went to bat for him and you know we every one of us you know that could voted for him mm-hmm. and everyone did some stuff to make sure that his campaign was better because he told us that he would support the ordinance not only has he not supported the ordinance he's been the one throwing it under a bus mm-hmm. i don't know what the hell his problem is but i can tell you right now he's pissed off enough of the fags that there's a good chance he's not going to get reelected right well and it'll be interesting because there's a couple of seats open his seat isn't open for a while because he just no, ran he just, last he but, just ran, but a couple of the other seats are open and i've heard about people wanting to 
run for that. So absolutely, and you know, and Jim Smith is the other one. You know, I well, don't. He's know. mayor. He's not up for. I her. know, but it's still, I'm. Yeah. Do you want to be mayor? Move to Helena. Be mayor of Helena. No, I was thinking of running for county commissioner, though. That would be good. That would be funny. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's... It's funny that you bring that up, because uh, yesterday Jesse brought it up. He's like, you should run. And I was like... <laughs> I still have the joke that is, you know, I, I think I should run for office so somebody re- will assemble what I did in my late 20s and early 30s and tell me. <laughs> See, but that's what's interesting, is when I was thinking about running for office, not that I may have as much in my in my past as you, but... I love how she um, throws me casually under a bus. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I'm not going to assume, <laughs> but I certainly had my college years as well. Um, yeah, mine apparently extended. But to you actually think that it's going to be like like the stuff you've seen on TV where they like out all of your past stuff. That doesn't actually really end up happening. I mean, as far as I know, but nobody's talking about what I did when I was 22. But it's definitely becoming a public figure is a difficult thing. You have to be ready to be pretty uh, exposed in your current life. Yes, well, depending on what office you run for, they might dig up stuff from the past. But Yeah, and I, see, I look at it this way because I look at, you know, people whose careers have been destroyed by the things they did in the past versus people who haven't. Right. And they, they were honest about it. Madonna's a, a pretty prime example of this because mm-hmm. one, she kind of lived out loud anyway. But even the stuff that she did before she was famous that people tried to throw in her face, she was like, "Yeah, I did it." And what? Yeah, exactly. And I think if the you point own is, it, don't try to hide it. Yeah, it, you know, the cover up is always far worse than the crime. Yeah, you know, if you own it, say you're sorry. <laughs> Most people don't care; they right. just move on. So, what are you going to run for? I don't know. I don't know. But everybody should be scared that I'm going. If I feel that I have to run. Governor Kevin Ham. Yeah, Senator. I'll run against Max, Max Bacchus. Um, uh, that that actually has crossed my mind. I'd run for a seat. If I knew that he wasn't going to run and Schweitzer wasn't going to run for it, mm-hmm. I'd run for a seat in a heartbeat. You know, and it'd be a great campaign. Oh, and I, you know what my postcards would be? Just a picture of my smiling face. Say, Thank you for voting. Please vote for me. That's it. <laughs> and information on how to find it. You know, you want to know more? It's on my website. I'm not going to... That's it. Little postcards and send them out four times. That's it. <laughs> and you know what? It'd be sort of... People would see it. Oh. Maybe. And they throw it away. Great. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it's for. That's, and the message will stick in their head. And everybody else, well, he's at... <laughs> and you know what sticks in their head? God, you're a whiny bitch. Throw that away. <laughs> and they remember mine because I, I thank them. Right. And I, I honestly think that that would win. Well, we're only doing positive mail. We're not doing anything that even looks close to negative stuff. And I don't know what other people will do. You know, that's the other interesting thing about being a candidate is you have no idea what PACs are going to do or what independent expenditures are going to happen in your race. So I'm, I think we talked about this last, mm-hmm. last week. I'm waiting for the negative stuff to come out about me. And I told my team on Monday night, we had a meeting. I was like, how about if you find out about it, don't necessarily tell me yet, but please hold on to it for my scrapbook post election. I don't necessarily need anything to distract me right now, but I want to hold on to those things and put them up on my bulletin board. But you know, certainly people could be doing negative stuff about Liz that is totally outside of my control. And I think both her and I are not the kind of people that want to run negative campaigns. No, I mean, I'm no. really and that clear was a, that, that was she's really not apparent negative in too. both of you, both yeah. of your interviews. So you're like, no, that's not what it's about. Right. We just want to talk about the ways in which we would, you know, work hard for the district. And I think that's good. And I, I actually, you know, I disagree with Liz on a lot of things, but I respect her. I would not be involved in something that attacked her. I do think that she should have to answer to her votes and I would expect the same for myself. Right. You know, now here's the other thing that I think people need to know because I am loud and bombastic and, and I have my opinions and I'm kind of mm, not shy. <laughs> um, 
none of these people that we've discussed, I think, are bad people. Right. You know, it's not, you know, I disagree with Tim Fox. I disagree with Rick Hill and some of the things that they've done. And I don't think that they should be elected to the roles that they're running for. But I don't think they're bad people. No. Um, I don't think that Liz is a bad person. I don't think that anybody, you know, and, and what's really funny is all the people that I've had on my show, I've really enjoyed talking to, mm-hmm. you know, in politics, boom. And it's nice to have them on there and it's nice to get a feel Humanize. for what they are as people. Absolutely. Because it's a lot easier to find compromise with someone that you know is human than someone you know as a soundbite. And, you know, while there, you know, this is the part of politics that kind of makes me crazy because the the part of it where we yell and we scream and we say all these horrible things about people or about what they've done, you know, well, yeah, it's more about what they've done and not about them as people. Make sure that you understand that when you're Mm -hmm. listening to us is it's not about them as people, you know, and I'm sure I'm going to run into Tim again and he's going to be pissed at me for the things that I've said, but there are things I said to his face, right? You know, I'm sorry. Well, and I think you're being a coward where it crosses the line is, you know, I've been involved in the legislative process for long enough to, truly have a thick skin to not take things personal. And I mean, I interact with Republicans and Democrats the same. I really, I've had plenty of problems with Democrats in my past in terms of legislation. (laughs) I think what is difficult, I think sometimes is that this works both ways. So if I am going to treat you with respect, if I'm going to communicate with you as a person, if I'm going to value your humanity, um, it would sure be nice if you also valued mine. And what I was, and I tried to explain, express this in my Helena Vigilante interview. What was very difficult about last session is the ways in which people talked about who I am as a woman, as a gay person, as a, you know, person who has reproductive choice, all of those things. The, we don't talk about taxes or we don't talk about business equipment tax, or we don't talk about all these things with the same sort of personal, right? So, you know, yes, my opponent or other Republicans can have their belief system, but I, I would encourage them to think about when they're acting and doing and saying things and voting against policies that are intimately connected to who we are as people, that of course there's going to be times where we take that personally. You know, I remember last session when Diane Sands, uh, you know, longtime out legislator who serves on House Judiciary Committee, and when that committee voted down the bill that would have decriminalized homosexual acts, even though it's not constitutional. So it was really just a cleanup bill. Right. And that committee, who she had had to sit with for four months every morning at eight o'clock, including Liz and Kristen and all these other people, the Republicans on that committee voted to, you know, table the bill, which basically didn't move it forward so that decriminalization happened. And she looked at him afterwards and said, you know, I've had enough. Like, don't talk to me in the hallway. Don't act like I'm, you know, one of you because you just voted against my humanity, basically. And I think for me, that's that's where I get pushed a little far over the line. Like, I can be reasonable. I can see their humanity and vice versa. But when you don't feel like your humanity is being respected and valued, yes, there's going to be times where we say things because we're upset. Or, yes, there's going to be times where we are going to take it personal. Right. And, and, and to not push people a little bit and say, can you get that? Do you understand that? I think um, is a very difficult thing. So I look forward to being part of the process and being cooperative and all that kind of stuff. But if you're attacking my humanity, I will tell you how it feels. 
And I'll return the favor. I don't know about anybody <laughs> Kevin else. Kevin will say loud. Exactly. And in your face. I, and with spittle. Well, do you want to, do and you want I'll to tell the story about how we met? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. And then we should probably wrap up. Where are we at now? Oh, Jeez. I don't know. We're oh, a little over an hour. <laughs> so let's tell that story. Okay, so... Um, Once upon a time. Uh, many moons ago. <laughs> many moons ago, my people. No, um, It was probably, what, like four years, maybe? As long as I've known Mike Wessler, so probably about three or four years. Yeah, I guess it was two thousand seven. Oh God, that seems like too far. It had. really? It's possible. Well, it couldn't have been two thousand eight because I wasn't here that summer, so it had to have been two thousand seven because it wasn't as early as two thousand nine. I don't remember. I think it was two thousand nine. Was it really? I think it was fall okay. of two thousand. So, it, well, it was summer because it was the MSU thing, wasn't it? Right. Well, it was September. Uh, was it really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway, so it was this uh, Pride Foundation thing at MSU. MSU, and um, gays from all over the state come together, and we were meeting and in having the sub a, a day's MSU. worth of like summit-like activities. So small group discussions, large group discussions. Um, like I said, people from all over the state. Oftentimes, the only time we see each other is at Pride, but in these particular summits, we're really coming together to be more strategic together and right and, and do to good talk work about together. What, what we're facing right. in their different communities and so what's going on statewide. It was like my first one, and it was mine as well. <laughs> I I knew a few gay people in the room, but I was up at the front of the room and at some point heard this bombastic person oh, wait, from the so, back. <laughs> so let's back up, and I don't want to embarrass anybody, so I'm not going to use any. Names. Yes, please. You don't. know, I'm the one who did it and and i've since apologized for my actions because it was kind of a dick move but i also felt it needed to be done somebody was up there talking and what he was talking about was very specific to how he was dealing with the the community he happens to be a therapist and he was dealing with people who were very damaged and needed help but he was laying that out like it was the entire community was very damaged and needed help you're all damaged right we're all damaged we're all drug abusers we're all alcoholics we all are we all hate our lives right it was very very dark and i don't think that was intent but that's certainly how it came but i wasn't the only one who was getting that and and like if i was just if i was just myself hearing it that's fine i I would have just let it go (laughs) but because you know i'm sitting in the back and there's two friends with me they're hearing the same thing and they're kind of saying this and I'm like, no, that's not right. That, that, that can't be what he meant, but that's what he's saying, right? And they're like, yeah. And then there's a group of people behind us that were from Billings, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that, I don't that's not get okay. this. I don't that's feel not, this. Right. Yeah. And so he's, then he's, you know, and he was about 10 minutes into his half hour presentation. And then he basically started to reiterate that point. And you're like, whoa. And, and I, at that point, <laughs> felt up. my backbone lock into place and eject <laughs> me from my chair. <laughs> and I stood up and I said, you're lying and you need to stop. And he, pardon? I said, you're lying and you need to stop. The things that you're talking about may be true for a small segment of the community, but they are not all of us. And the fact that you're saying this stuff like it's all of us mm-hmm. is a lie and it needs to stop. And um, there was this. And little, eighty gay people turn around and said, "What?" They're like, "Oh, who is this?" And you know, I've never had a problem with standing Some people up in clapped, front of people. I think probably. And a couple of people did, and there was one little old lady. She's like, "Well, I'd like to hear the rest of it. I don't disagree with you, but I'd like to hear the rest of what he says." And I said, "That's fine, but know that it's a lie." And I sat down, and he went forward. He was a little bit stuttered mm-hmm. on, you know. Mm, because I'm not you just dainty. Called him out. <laughs> I'm not dainty. No. And I look very threatening when I'm angry. <laughs> um, which I think is funny. Because it, that was a different Kevin, intent. too. You had, like, longer hair. and Yeah, and I was bigger, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was like... Uh, anyway, so... Um, 
you know, in this little lady, she was like, you know, I just want to hear him out. And I was like, that's fine. But he's still lying. And I was pissed, whatever. And I sat down and he finished up his speech and he gets done. And he, she comes over and she's like, you're definitely right. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Da, da, da. And then from across the room, the speaker goes, well, I really appreciate your opinion. And I'm like, it's not my opinion. It's a fact. Because I'm all subtle. <laughs> and then you come over and you're like, I really think you needed to probably be up there speaking as well. <laughs> well, and I, it's interesting because I remember being at the front of the room being like, who is that? And I need to know him. Because <laughs> you can ask Jamie or Mike who I rode up there with. I mean, I'm one of those people that if there's like a, you know, loudmouth gay man in the back who has lots to say, I'm going to meet you. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you're the kind of people I want to be friends with, right? Because oftentimes that's kind of how I am. Right. So, so we introduced ourselves. And then from that point on, we kind of started seeing each other around. And it was really last session that we... Yeah, last like, session was difficult. And, and it was really sort of, we all kind of gathered together and went, all right, we're being bombed. How do yeah. we do this? How do we survive? So, yeah. well, I'm that's very our glad story. to have met you. Yeah, me too. I think it was, I think it was kismet. Exactly. Hmm. And I'm sure we'll continue to, you know, take rooms by storm and call people out. And Yeah, and you know, whatever, here's what's going to happen in this session that I think is going to shock a lot of people um, who don't expect it you're not going to get away with the stuff that you got away with last session. If you start doing this, well, we'll give one side 10 minutes and the other side an hour. I will yell at you. I will call you out. I will have the proof. I will ask that you be censured for it. And if need be, I'll file lawsuits against you for not following your own goddamn rules. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to play fair, I will be mean. And I can guarantee you, you won't like me mean. <laughs> because unlike the Hulk... I don't smash things. I just ruin your lunch. <laughs> On that note, yeah, have know. a nice week, everybody. Yeah, we'll well. see you next week. Only two more weeks till the election. Yay. Be sure to get out and vote. Oh, really quick. Vote. If you haven't registered to vote, you can go to the county courthouse the day of the election. All Every day. Oh, every day until can, the election. You can go you tomorrow. Can go you can go all and the way vote. up to the day. If you'd like to vote early to stop the mailings coming for the next two weeks so that you can exactly. have your mailbox Phone back, calls. go I know people vote. are not answering their phones anymore. Go vote. Right. Go vote. You'll be better off. Make sure that you vote. Make sure that you're an educated voter. Be a part of the process. It does make it better. Even if you don't agree with us. Even if you think we're idiots. It does vote. get better. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kelson. Bye.